I'm Mike Green, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Tim Chartier, who's in the Davidson College Department of Mathematics, and Daniel Martin, who's a recent graduate of Davidson and a, a former math major. Not, not that he changed majors, it's just that he's a, he graduated now. And Tim and Daniel, you, you have an interesting story about how you got involved with this triple quirk and snowboarding. Yes, uh, last summer... The show on ESPN called Sports Science contacted me and asked me to help them with some stories they were doing related to the World Cup. And so I helped them with some stories on that, and then I helped them with a story related to the Home Run Derby. And the interesting thing with sports science is that generally when they contact me with a question, it's generally because their team couldn't figure it out. So first of all, it means it's usually a little hard, at least at initial take, and they need it very, very quickly. And so, I don't know, about a month, month and a half ago, I got an email, and I have an iPhone, so I was actually sitting in a meeting, and I felt the vibration, and it, at that point in the meeting, it wasn't a point that I needed to be paying complete attention, so I looked to see what email came in, and I saw it was from Sports Science, and they outlined the question, and while quite interesting, I knew that it was one that was going to take a lot more physics than I'm comfortable doing, and so... I thought of Daniel because while being a math major, he also took a lot of physics. And so I emailed him that night and I said, I'll be in tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and I can help you with this. And when I came in at 9 a.m., he already had quite a bit of it done. And so I can let Daniel actually tell you what the question was that they posed to us. And then once he got his initial solution, they somewhat reposed it a little bit given the results that he got. Yeah, so I got that email at like 11 o'clock that night. And I stayed up for the next couple hours working on it because I thought it was pretty exciting. Basically, what they wanted to know was they had they had filmed a guy doing a double cork, so two flips, and they knew that, that he went at a certain speed at the bottom of the ramp to be able to do that double cork. And they wanted to know how fast would he have to go if he was going to spin at the same rate to pull off a triple cork, the three spins. And also there were some changes to the ramp. This is for the X Games. So the X Games ramp was a little bit different. So they wanted to know with the changes to the ramp and if he spun at the same rate, how what would his max speed be? And so what kind of math or physics did you use to figure that out? So first you have to think about like the energy he loses due to friction on the ramp and like the energy he uses to actually spin. So you have to subtract that out basically and then then you can kind of figure out how much energy is going into just the launch right his like pure launch and then but basically what I did was I had a, a computer model that factored in air resistance and so I knew how fast he would go in that first launch and they told me how long he'd be in the air so I just back solved it to, to where I could figure out what the coefficient of air resistance was based on how fast his launch was and how long he was in the air using that model. Then I used that coefficient of air resistance, and I knew how long he'd have to be in the air on the second run, and so I just figured out the max speed on that, and then I added back in the energy, and that will give you like the – so I figured out the launch speed, and then when you add the energy back in, you can figure out his maximum speed. One of the things that was interesting is that Daniel had a, um, a differential equation, and that was the model that he was using for air resistance. 
And so since part of it was a little hard to totally figure out, we actually would, in a certain sense, launch the person and then have them move across, you know, make the jump, if you will, using projectile motion with air resistance, and then see where the person would land on the ramp, and then just keep adjusting how long the person was in the air to figure out when they would land. So that was an interesting way to very quickly try to get the result, because again, a lot of it had a time constraint. You mentioned that, they, that it's television wanting an answer, so that's their, their time frame's a little different from a journal? Yeah, yeah. In fact, the first time they called me, they said, we need something that's realistic, but we don't need something that's absolutely accurate. It needs to be something that, you know, has a level of accuracy to it, but it can be off to a certain amount uh, because we need the answer quickly. And in a journal, generally, in scientific research, you take a lot longer because you're trying to make it much, much more accurate. And in something like this, I'm not sure that that level of accuracy is really needed because they're not trying to state really precisely I mean, they were, they were just trying to figure out, can it happen or not? Which was one of the interesting things, because I thought they were, I thought they'd want to say, no, it couldn't happen. And so Daniel and I kind of initially worked from the premise that our results were supposed to show that it wouldn't work, and the results kept showing that it would. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, okay. And we kept trying to think if we'd made an error or, or what had happened. And, and it, later we learned that they were quite excited with the fact <laughs> It said that it could because that's what they were actually interested yeah. in. I think they probably like had heard that someone was going to try it at the X Games. Yeah, because someone did it, you know, a day later, a day after they ran the segment in the X Games. That's Tim Chartier from the Department of Mathematics at Davidson College and Daniel Martin, who's a recent graduate of Davidson, a former math major. And in part two, uh, we're going to have more details about what they did. And Tim will talk about how he's used some of the ESPN sports science problems in class. And Daniel will talk about why this kind of problem is different from your typical homework problem.